what I want to do today is share the word of God, okay? Uh, uh, because this is, this is your life. Now, this morning, I gave you a, a, a portion of the word this morning. We teach for one hour. So I gave that to you this morning. And I'm hoping you'll connect the information. Now, one of the things God said to me this morning, I, he, I do have another teaching, uh, two more teachings I thought I'm going to be doing today. But this morning, in our early time with my ministers, uh, God gave me this word this morning. And I, I just thank God for it. And because last week I taught on how to have faith. Say it with me. How to have faith. If you all like all the different glasses that I be wearing, you think my daughter Cassandra Renee Hayes. All right. All right. All right. I always, I always see Minister Reginald Hayes with different glasses, and I say, oh, I like that. Next week, I'll be wearing them. <laughs> like son-in-law, like father-in-law. Amen. Which Reg is like my own son. All right. Now, I thank God for it. She took some time before she got me to wear blue frames. You know that, don't you? She said, you're not wearing them. You're not wearing the clear ones. You're not wearing You're only wearing them black ones. I can't even find them, praise God. And I found them this week, so I couldn't lie. I, I found them. All right. All right. Now I'm wearing them. Minister Cassandra Hayes. All right. Now we're going to get right into God's word. All right. So are you ready for the word? All right. Thank God for coming for the word. Now, last week I taught on how to have faith. Now, I thank God for what happened. Last Monday we put it on podcast and how to have faith part one. I looked this morning again. I watched it two or three times myself, part one and two. And it's like 170, 100, close to 170, maybe over that now, in one week. And I just think, come on, let's thank God for getting the word. So you have to understand this ministry, this ministry, you, you probably used to heard Minister Hayes years ago saying, get the word out. That was our motto. That never changed. And, and now God has opened up uh, Facebook, podcasts, and I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful because that's what we want to do. You know, we wanted to go on television. We was, we, we, I mean, this ministry, we used to do radio, 11, 6 a.m., about 10 years, 8 years or so, we used to do uh, broadcast there. And then we went on television uh, in all these cities around about, and uh, God just opened up Facebook, and now he opened up the podcast. And so I can't thank him enough. Can you thank him one more time? I am so grateful. I'm so grateful. So not only that we have local stations now, we have people watching us in Jamaica. I mean, I'm talking about all these different places that we are seeing weekly that people are watching us, and it's going to get better. Amen. All right. Thank you so very much. All right. Now, let's go to today's teaching. Uh, this is what God said to me this morning in 1 Timothy 4, 11 through 16. Let's go there. 1 Timothy 4, 11 through 16. You get this morning teaching, you will get the other part, because we do part one and part two. But we do not teach the same thing. One person said, don't you say, teach the same message? Oh, no. I make, I connect. This is, let me put it this way. This is tape number 80. Get the message? All right. First Timothy chapter 4 and verse 11. Going to come back to your camera, young man. All right. Verse 11 said, these things command and teach. All right. 
Let no man despise thy youth. Now, Paul is talking to Timothy, who was of the pastor of Ephesus. So when I read you something in, in uh, Acts chapter 20, he was talking to the pastor at Ephesus. Timothy, one of those guys. He said, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believer in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and also in purity, which was your way you live your life. He said, till I come, give attendance to reading, Somebody said reading, reading. Exhortation, exhortation, and doctrine. Right, he said, give your attention to these three words. Reading, exhortation, to doctrine. Neglect not the gift that's in you, which was given to me at that time by prophecy with the laying on the hands of the presbytery, which they laid hands, and that's how they got the Holy Ghost then. All right, that's not how we get the Holy Ghost anymore. Verse 15, meditate upon these things, give thyself holy to them, that thy profiting. Somebody said profiting. We're going to show you a word profit with all. We're going to show you that mean. It means everybody will be, will be benefited. All right. That's why God gave you faith. Why God gave you faith? So everybody can be benefited in the church. All right. Verse 16. Take heed to thyself. Now he's going to warn him. Take heed to thyself and to the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. All right, so that's why God said to me this morning, he want me to teach on check your doctrine. Otherwise, if you do not have the faith of the Son of God, if you do not have the Holy Spirit, check your doctrine. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Because you cannot have any doctrine you want and still receive the Holy Spirit. Not under the dispensation of grace. And that's what people are doing. See, now, I want you to really get this. Let's go show you something. Let's show you 1 Timothy and chapter 4. 1 Timothy, I'm sorry, not 1 Timothy, Ephesians 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's go show you a scripture. Ephesians uh, chapter 4. Now, this is something that you're really going to need because this is something that, that uh, I really believe is going to change your life. If you ever stop and check your doctrine, say it with me, check your doctrine. Come on, everybody. Come on, it's one of me and 20 of you, I mean, 100 of you. Check your doctrine. Right, because I'm going to show you, most people that go to church do not know what doctrine their church teach. So you got to check your doctrine because if you in the church and you say, I don't have the Holy Spirit, or you in that church, and you may say, well, I do not have the faith of God. I want to know, do I have the faith of God? The faith, I'm sorry, the faith of Jesus Christ. If you don't know, and if you don't have, you need to check your doctrine. Or you're an unbeliever. See, you can sit in this house right here, and you're just an unbeliever. You don't believe nothing. Or you are a person that's at Tom, Dick, Sue, Harry, Billy, Bob, Carrie, there. You know, you had all, everybody church. You don't know what you believe. So watch this. Watch what Paul said to them in Ephesians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter number 4, this is what Paul gave. I'm only going to do one verse for time's sake. That's verse 14. He says, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of what? Doctrine. Every wind of doctrine. Watch this. By the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive you. So you have to understand, when you go visit the church, we got people probably here today just came to wish you with us. 
Always understand your doctrine. The first thing we used to do, I'm from the South. Like I said, we had some people here this morning from Mississippi. I don't know if they're still here or not. But anyway, uh, they came to worship with us this morning. Now, one of the things that we used to look for when I was going to church was a cross on top of the building. But you can't go by that no more. I mean, you can look at a cross on top of the building. You can look at a cross on a person. I mean, you got people carrying a cross so big they have to drop it in their pocket. You know, just. But that don't mean they preach the cross. See? So you can't go by that no more. You used to go by that. You can look for the cross and you know that's, that's the church I need to be at because they preach Christ crucified. All right. But that's not the way it is anymore. So when you go visit the church, you want to always find out what the person doctrine in the church. Are they preaching Christ? Let me show you what our doctrine is. And that's 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. The doctrine, let me give you that word doctrine. I gave you some words this morning. I want to give them to you again. The word doctrine is, it's your belief. Your belief that you are taught for salvation. That's your doctrine. It's what you believe to be taught, what you believe for salvation. So if somebody asks you, say, what's your doctrine? It means how you're saved in that church. What do that church believe you have to do to be saved? That's what you call your doctrine, okay? All right. Then you got the, it's the principle, instructions, confirmation, and the truth of the gospel. Last is short. It says doctrine is what you believe to be saved. That's just short. So when you go to a church, you want to know what the doctrine is. What do y'all believe in this church for us, for me to be saved? Right? Now, you got to understand, we're talking about to be justified. That means to be made right with God. And second, to receive the faith of God. What do I have to do to have God's faith? All right. This is what we believe. All right. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. We, we're going to stay with you. Oh, you want to give me a little, make me a little, little important there. Let me come up on me a little bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There you go. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel, watch what Paul says, which I preach to you. See, Paul preached a different gospel than Peter, James, and John. So you have to know that when you go to churches. All right? Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received and where you stand, by which also you are saved. Watch what it says. If you keep in memory, watch this, what I preach to you, not what Peter, James, and John preach to you, that you don't believe in vain. I deliver to you first of all. So he keeps saying I. I deliver you first of all that which I also received. Otherwise, this is how I was saved. How Christ died for our sins. See, that's how he was saved. See, there's another gospel that teach that Christ died for me. That's a different gospel. Sounds just alike. This is Christ died for our sins. See, under the elect, see, I have a teaching called election by grace. Election by grace, Christ died for them. But Christ didn't die for you. He died for your sins. Sound just alike. That's why you got to know the truth. All right, Christ died for our sins according to the scripture. Next it says, and that he was, and he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scripture. So Christ's death, burial, and resurrection is what we teach here for doctrine. Somebody give him a great big hand for that. That's your doctrine. All right? Now, I'm not here. I'm a, I'm a pastor and a teacher. 
Remember, we were celebrating my anniversary for 38 years of pastoring, 44 years of ministry. So I'm not here to put anybody down. I'm here for you to know one thing, and that's the truth, and that's how you say it. All right? If you believe in the wrong thing, my job is to warn you. And that's why I say check your doctrine. All right? Now, this morning, I took you through a lot of things this morning that I'm not going to be able to go back through. I gave you... Uh, uh, the Apostle Paul, I mean, I'm sorry, the Apostle Peter, James, and John doctrine. I'm just going to summarize them in Acts 2.42. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Uh, so if you, if you are, Kremlin, wish you were to this ministry, you need to know there are other doctrines. I mean, there's a the doctrine of the Pharisee, doctrine of the Sadducee, there's a the doctrine of the kingdom of God, Jesus preached the kingdom of God. Then you have the, the gospel which Mark, the gospel of Mark chapter 1 is the gospel of Jesus Christ. All sound real good, but that's not how you would say. Your salvation is the gospel of Christ. All right? All right. Acts chapter number 2, and for time's sake, we're going we're gonna to do uh, verse 36. Let's just back up to verse 36. Acts chapter 2. We're going to show you that, first of all, he's talking to Jews, Israel, and he's going to tell them something. He said, therefore, let all the house of Israel know surely that God has made that same Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. He's telling them who he is now. So when they heard this, the Bible said in verse 37, they were pricked in their hearts and they said to Peter, not to Paul, your ministry is to Apostle Paul, and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? All right, now I want you to put here in your notes Rome, uh, uh, Romans 11 and verse 6. I, I, did I give you that this morning? All right. Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, did you hear what he said to be saved? Number one, repentance and, and then be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sin. So you got to understand, I just showed you in, in the gospel Paul preached in Acts 26 and verse 18 and 19, what I just read, Paul says, open their eyes, turn it from doctrine, they're like, can you put on the screen while I'm talking? Acts chapter 26, verse 18, 19. This is what Paul ministers. Open their eyes, turn it from doctrine, they're like, turn it from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive. He didn't tell you nobody to repent that they may receive what? Forgiveness of sin and an inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. All right, so we have to understand that he's preaching Christ. Christ is the grace of God. See, there's works and there's Christ. There's works and there's grace. So if you, if you, don't, if you don't watch yourself to repent, be baptized, that's works. See, that's what the law required and it didn't have faith. So you're not saved. So we're going to go to a scripture called Acts 13, 38, 39 uh, uh, after this. Acts chapter 2, we go there next. So in verse 38, it said, Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. That's how they do it. That's why we do not water baptize here anymore. If you get water baptized, you need to ask yourself why. Because if you are doing what the church tells you to do to be saved, then that means you are not saved. You are under the law. That's a, that is the apostle doctrine, the apostles, Peter, James, and John doctrine. 
So you're not on, you got to understand what doctrine you're under. And that's all I ask people to do. Just listen. Just sit down for an hour and listen. Because I, listen, out of 44 years, I've been baptized in the water in the Mississippi River. If anybody was saved, I would. We went out in the morning time, beat out the snakes, put on our white gown. They sang, take me to the water to be baptized. I still wasn't saved. I got baptized by my pastor here, still wasn't saved. I only had two pastors in my life. Then I got baptized in water in Jesus' name, still wasn't saved. See, I'm, I'm, I want to help you. See, we used all those things, and I used to teach all that. But I realized by the grace of God, and thank God for the grace of God, that either you're saved by grace or you're not saved at all. See, salvation is not something you do. Salvation is what Christ did 2,000 years ago for you. He gave you his faith, and if you receive his faith by the preaching of the gospel, I gave that in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. If you receive his faith, he gives you the Holy Spirit. You can't do nothing else. If you look at this teaching, it says you got to repent, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin, and then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you have to see what they had to do to get the Holy Spirit. All right, you don't have to do that. All right, uh, uh, let's go on because I want to finish this. And then in verse number uh, 39, for the promise, talking about the, what the promise is the Holy Ghost, is unto you and to your children, all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words, he testified and exhorts, saying, save yourself from this untoward generation, uh, then they that gladly received his word were baptized. I'm giving you acts how it was. That's not what you do today. That's what people are doing, but that's not what you're supposed to be doing. Then they that gladly received his word, his word, were baptized, and the same they that were added to them, added to them, about 3,000 so. And they continued steadfast, watch this, in the apostles' doctrine. And fellowship, watch this, and breaking of bread, and in prayers. See, that's why people are still breaking bread on the table on the first Sunday, because they are under the apostle Peter's doctrine. All right? Now, please just let, that's all I ask you to give me, give me a, a little time. And I guarantee you, by the word of God, you'll make your decision. Because when I teach anything, I put it on the screen. I'm not giving you what I think. I'm not giving you what I say. This is what hard work, hard work, study the word do for 44 years. Believe me, I have believed, I have heard every pastor that's in, as anybody, if they're anybody. I probably heard them, bought their tape, been to their churches before I had to find out the truth, that the Holy Spirit is the teacher of the body of Christ. I had to learn that. And I think, come on, give him a big hand, because I'm telling you, he taught me the word. But I had to realize that man didn't know. He's the only one that knows this book. All right, now, uh, the apostle doctrine. All right, now that's not the doctrine we're under. All right, now let's go to, let's go to show you what doctrine we're under. 1 Timothy 1 and 3. Watch how Paul is going to discipline Timothy. Uh, 1 Timothy 1 and 3. He's wanting him because this is the thing. 
You'll never get the thing God has for your life if you don't know, if you're not under the right doctrine. And you think something wrong with you. Like I was. First Timothy chapter one and verse three. And I, as I besought thee to Paul's teaching Timothy to abide still in Ephesus. Remember, he was the pastor at the church of Ephesus. When I went to Macedonia, that thou might charge some, watch this, that they teach no other doctrine. Now, why is he saying that? Let me show you what it means. Go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. So Paul charged Timothy, teach no other doctrine. Why? Because people can't get the Holy Spirit. You can't get faith. I'm going to show you the word of God. Faith is a free gift. And, and, and most people don't have it. You know why? You don't have, you're not sitting under the right gospel. Okay? I'm not talking about church popping. I didn't say hopping, popping. All right. You don't get it. You don't get it about popping. All right. Now, why just tell you to go? Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. Now, Paul was very hard. I'm not going to go through all of this. I just want to show you Galatians chapter 1 and verse number 6. Watch what Paul said to the church at Galatia. He says, I marvel that you are soon removed. Because these people left. I'm going to show you Galatians chapter 5. And I'm going to show you what happened to them when they found the grace of God and they left. I'm going to show you what happened. They fell from grace. You have to understand something. When you are in grace, that means you are in faith. To be in faith means to be in grace. All right. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you, watch this, into the grace of Christ, unto another gospel. See, it's not, listen, either you are disobedient to the gospel of Christ, never heard of the gospel of Christ, or you will submit yourself to the gospel of Christ. That's why Paul talked about the church at Rome. Romans chapter 10, verse 1. My heart desired and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. They have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. That's verse 1. They're going about to establish their own righteousness, Paul says, and have not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. Christ is the end of the law, verse 4, for righteousness. And so people don't want Christ. See, Christ is your righteousness. You can't, you don't have any you, well, your righteousness you got, you can't use it. You can't ever stand before God and say you're right with God. Only through Christ Jesus, you're right with God. See, and so when God saved you, he put you in Christ. But to get the Holy Spirit, Christ got to come in your soul. Let me say it again. When God saved you 2,000 years ago, he saved you by putting us in Christ. That's why 2 Corinthians 5, 17 said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. God made us a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But you just are a new creation. You still don't have the Holy Spirit. Let me put it another way. Adam was created. Eve was created by God. God put a tree of life in the middle of the garden and told them to eat of the tree of life and live forever. So what? They had not eaten of the tree of life. Guess what? They ate of the tree of knowledge of good and, good and evil and got put out of the garden. And God put angels there with flame and sword to keep the way of the tree of life so they could not get in and eat the tree of life and live forever in a dying sinful body. 
So what did God do? God had a plan. God came 2,000 years later from the days of, well, 4,000 from Adam all the way down to Christ, 4,000 years. And now what happened? He dies on the cross. And that's why John the Baptist said, John 1.29 and John 1.36, he said, Behold the Lamb of God, watch this, which taketh away the sin of the world. So he came to take away our sins. And that's what he did. Until, when man's sin was taken away, now man can receive the Spirit of God or come back in the presence of God. When Christ came, he put us back in the grace of God. I don't think people understand that. Before Adam ate of the tree of neither good and evil, he was in the grace of God. But once he ate of the tree of neither good and evil, he fell from grace. That's what I'm about to show you here in Galatians. Galatians chapter 1, I get I, chapter 5, I'll show you that. So when you're in the grace of God, when you got a chance to be saved by the grace of God, and you walk away, and you go to some church that's teaching you whatever, it's not the grace of God. You walked away from the grace of God. See, that's what happened to people in this Bible. While they lost their inheritance because they, they was the heir. Jacob and Esau, for an example, sold his inheritance, sold his birthright. See, that's what happened. When you leave and go, you just don't care about this. And then you don't get back to the grace of God. So just go on and experiment. All right. Now watch what he said. Watch what Paul said in verse 8. For though we are an angel from heaven preach any other gospel, then I have preached unto you, let him be accursed. Put down 1 Corinthians 1, 17. As we said before, say now again, if any man preach any other gospel than we have preached, let him be accursed. Now, let's go to that, 1 Corinthians, because I got other things out there. Please stop me anytime because you got some notes for me. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. See, the Bible told us what God sent Paul to preach. And he said, if anybody else preaching anything else, let him be accursed. The word cursed means cut off from God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to start reading in verse number. Let's start at 14. Watch what Paul says. I'm showing you this because I had people to tell me, if you're not water baptized in Jesus' name, and I say. Now, I went over all those teaching this morning, which I showed you, Matthew, the inner Matthew, the inner Mark. Uh, Matthew says, to Israel, go in all the world and preach the gospel. Matthew, Mark told Israel to go in all the world and preach the gospel in the name of Jesus. And then, that's why there's so much division. Everybody looking at Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That is not unto the, us. That only is to Israel. All right. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 14, watch what the Apostle Paul says. He said, I thank God that I baptized none of you. Do that sound like you say by water baptism? No. He says, uh, but uh, Crispus and Gaius, lest any should say that I baptized in my own name, and I baptized also the household of Stephanus, beside I know not whether I baptized any. Verse number 17. For Christ sent me not to baptize. See, so if you're going to follow Paul's doctrine of, of the gospel of Christ, 
under the doctrine of Christ, you, that's why we don't do that. Now remember, we got a very expensive pool that you cut the water on, the heat on, and you know, I'm saying that because I got a lady in this church I baptized in cold water, and I, I really apologize. Then I got some that I baptized out in the water, and they got all that sand all in their hair. I mean, it really, when I, I'm sorry, but I can't change that, okay? I hope you, you got to love me. You got to love me. Praise God. I didn't know then, right? All right. Remember, I've been in ministry 44 years, so uh, I thank God I baptized in it. Paul says, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with the wisdom of word, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. All right, now watch what he said in verse 18. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But to us which are saved, it is the power of God. Just think about it. Verse 19, it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring the nothing to understand of the prudent. Where are the wise, where are the scribes, where are the uh, disputers of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after, watch this verse, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God. By the foolishness of preaching. Preaching what? Christ's death, burial, and resurrection to save them that believe. So God, God has put it in his word that the way you're going to be saved is by the gospel. All right. Now, uh, anything out there I need to do? Romans chapter 11. Thank you very much. All right. All right the book of Romans chapter 11. There's one I, I, I'm trying to find. I keep saying Romans chapter 11, verse 6. I'm going to do this, but Paul says he's an apostle to the Gentiles. If by grace, Paul says, then it's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be a work, it is no more grace. Otherwise, work is no more work. So, he, so you have to understand, under the law, it was called works. That's how you would say it. That's why, let me show you Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, Paul specific told you how to be saved in the book of Ephesians chapter 2. I'm, I'm headed to my message here. Ephesians chapter 2 told you how to be saved. In verse number 1, he says, And you has he quickened, made alive, watch this, who were dead in trespass and sins. Now remember, that's the same thing as 1 Corinthians, 5, 1 Corinthians uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, verse 17. Uh, Therefore, any man be in Christ. So that's how he put you in Christ. But down in verse number four, he said, But God, who's rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, past him, even when we were dead in sins, has quickened, made us alive together with Christ. See, that's how he saved you. That's why I mean by grace you are saved. It still doesn't mean how you got the Holy Spirit. You haven't got that yet. See, I'm showing you, when you're going to get the Holy Spirit, you got to believe the gospel. To believe the gospel today, you got to find, if I wanted to get saved today, where would I go to church to hear a person preaching the gospel of Christ who is sent by God? Can, you, can anybody tell me some places I can go? That's, that's one. I would start off right there. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm serious. That's, that, it is something. I, like I said, I've heard every pastor in, the, in this world pretty much or been in a church. Okay, so remember, 44 years you meet a lot of folks but you realize they don't know, okay? All right, 
Now, in Ephesians chapter number 2, all right, verse 6 said, He has raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See, he did everything for you in Christ, but you must hear the gospel to receive the Holy Spirit. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. There it is. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourself. Watch this. It is the gift of God. Say faith, faith. is the gift of God. See, it's an awesome thing what I'm about to show you. Look at Romans chapter 3, chapter 12, verse 3. Faith is the gift of Christ. It's a free gift. By grace are you saved through faith, through faith. It's not yourself, it's the gift. So you say through faith, but faith is the gift that God gives you to save you. But you can't get it until you find a man, a woman, a God who preaches you the gospel of Christ. Now I'm going to show it to you, Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Hallelujah to Jesus. Romans chapter number 12. You never want to forget this. Ephesians chapter 2 just showed you in verse 8, by grace you are saved through faith, not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Underline that word, it is the gift of God. Write it down. And that word means faith is the gift of God. By grace you say through faith, through faith. It's not yourself, it's the gift of God. So you got to understand, God gave you faith so you can believe. So if you don't have faith, it's because you did not go and get faith. Because you got to live by faith. The just how to live how? By faith. All right. Now watch this. Where I tell you I'm going. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. Oh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 3, watch what Paul says. I say through the grace given to me, remember, he's speaking because God gave him the grace. To every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, here it is, according as God has dealt to every man. Somebody said, that's me. Man, y'all, I'm trying to get y'all something. But you got to have some kind of excitement if you want this. Huh? Come on. Now, come on. I I'm trying to get you. So Listen, do you know why people cannot live or life they should live today? Don't have faith. They don't have the faith of the Son of God. I'm God wants to give it to you free. You can't get it without the knowledge. You can't get it without a man of God who preaches you the word of God. I'm offering it to you free, and all you got to do is receive it. See, you got to not get caught up in somebody else and what they do. Listen, they might not even want God. They just go to church to see who they can find. You don't ever know why folk come to church. But that's not why you're here. Come on, that's not why you're here. Listen, listen, this, this is how you got to live. Come on, the just shall live. Come on, I'm not talking about not enough. The just shall live. I'm talking about more than enough. I'm talking about more than you can ask or think. I'm not talking about day to day, week to week, paycheck. If I miss one, I'm out of here. Come on, don't, don't talk to me. I see your offerings. 
You got to understand something. This church costs us six and a half million dollars. And I know the people that I pastor don't have the money yet. I know some, some going to get there. But if I had to go by, if I had to go by the people I have to pay the church every month, it wouldn't happen. I'm not, I'm not being mad. I'm, I'm just being serious. I guarantee you some of y'all sit out there and wonder, how in the world that man pay $20,000 a month for that church? I wonder how that man paid to, I know y'all, some of y'all wonder, and cause, why, because you get $20. You know good and well. Uh, <laughs> come on, you got, you got to understand, but you got to understand God. But my point is, if God didn't do it, it get, wouldn't get done. <laughs> no, no, you don't understand. You don't understand. Listen, you have to believe God. If God don't do it, somebody got to believe God. You see all these people online calling us week after week online, they give to this ministry. See, I'm not just going by you because, listen, God showed me that before. He said, look, your audience is bigger than what you see. See, that don't, that don't bother you. You can't clap, but I can clap. My wife and I, we're going to give what we're supposed to give this ministry. But everybody don't have that kind of heart. They love Jesus now, but they're not going to give you that money. And don't get quiet on me now. I'm not here to take no money from you. I'm here to show you something. It's not because a lot of people can't give it. They don't have it. I'm trying to show you how to live by faith. That's all I'm trying to do. If you come out of your comfort zone and realize you don't have, I'm trying to get you to believe God. I'm trying to get you stretched. Your heart is not big enough. You're going to believe God more. Your heart got to stretch. And I'm not talking about the one that beat. This message is going to, this message is going to take you to your limits. See, some of you think you've been to your limit. I'm talking about, would you put one scripture on the board? Put one scripture on the board. Let me do Romans 12, 3 first. Then we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Romans 12, 3 says, for I say through the grace. See, Paul is trying to tell you something. I say through the grace given to me. To every man that's among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly. Watch this. According as God has dealt to every man, what? What has God given to you? I can show you in the word of God, and I'm going to show you if God allowed me to today. He gave, he gave every man faith. He taught that in a parable. And he showed how he dealt to every man. It's called the pounds. Somebody can find it. It's called the ten pounds. In Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, at the end of your books, he called the ten pounds. One man came back and said, Lord, your pound has gained five pounds. Another man came back and said, Lord, your pound have gained ten pounds. Another man came back and said, Lord, here it is what you gave me. 
I buried it. Here it is. Gosh, you take that unfaithful servant, you burn him, you put him in the fire. You know why? He did not put God's money to usury. Now that's the same thing it is with your faith. God gave you faith, but you won't use it. That's why he said, look, to them that has, in that same teaching, more shall be given. But him that has not, to him it shall be taken away even what he has. And people don't realize why they still lose it. It just seems like I just, by the time I get this full, just like, if I get $20, something happened to the dryer. Or if I get $50, something happened to the washing machine. I mean, I, my, I, ain't nobody got to do it but you. Because God got, gave you what you're supposed to be living by, but you don't want to live by it. This Bible said that just four times shall live by his faith. Put it on the screen. Just give me one. Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 4. Watch this. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4. The just shall live by his faith. Not yours. He showed you how you're going to live. Let's look at another one. Hebrew 10.38. See, you should have these marked in your Bible. We go from here to Galatians 3.11. Hebrew 10.38. Hebrew 10.38. What it says on the last that verse? The just shall live by his faith. Galatians 3.11. After this, we go to Romans 1.17. See, you have to understand that he's telling you how you can live. And yet people don't want the word. You got people that are not here to put you down, never been to two services. See, they just got it made. They just feel like they got it made. You got to watch the news sometime where people lost everything they had in one night. You got some people right now that show them on television. It's a whole line of their houses going down the ground. They had to get out there with a handful of stuff. They can watch their houses go down the ground. How many, how many saw that on television? Some of y'all don't watch nothing like that. People houses are going down the ground, going down the ground. They, they got a handful of stuff and watch their houses. What are they going to do? Can't you hear them saying what we're going to do now? See, I got a hometown, I'm from Mississippi, there's a place in Mississippi called Rolling Fork. Over three-fourths of the town wiped off the map. It's on your YouTube, Rolling Fork, Mississippi. Over three-fourths of the town was gone. What are we going to do? See, God keeps telling you how you're going to live. He said the just, not just anybody, the just, the righteous. The one that's been justified by faith. You're going to live. But you're going to have to do it with the faith he gave you. Amen. Ephesians 2.8, I gave you that already. By grace you're saved through faith, not of yourself. It's the gift of God. He gave you what you needed. Romans 12 and 3. 
I said through the grace given unto me that every man among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but the thing soberly according as God had dealt to every man. What did he give you? He gave you faith. What you doing with it? You only have one faith. What, what other verse I gave you? Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. Then Romans 1, 17. Four places said the just shall live by faith. At the end of that chapter, what it said? The just shall what? Live by faith. Everybody. That's just my hunger that you will participate. Come on, the just don't live how? By faith. See, listen. I used to work at General Motors. And one day I went to General Motors, a skilled tradesman. And they said to me, your plant's closing. 1987, go check it out. Plant says closed and they tore it down. Wait a minute, this is where I work. He said, well, the only way you got a job, you got to go to Saginaw, Gray Iron, or Defiance in Ohio. And those people up there have 30 years minimum seniority in skilled trade. So I don't think he'd get a job with it. None of us get a job with it. What am I going to do? I'm 40. Listen, I was about 40 years old. I retired from General Motors when I was 46. So I wasn't even 40, about 37, 36, 37. And all, God's my witness. Everybody that I worked for was like, preacher, what the preacher going to do now? What the preacher going to do now? I said, well, I know the God that I serve. Come on, I know the God that I serve. Watch this. We used to say it this way. We'll make a way. Won't it do? Listen. They came and they told us at skilled trade. He said, wait a minute, you guys not going, you all got the best thing going. They got a, they opened up a jobs bank for y'all. He said, a jobs bank? What is that? I mean, you come here to, to Pontiac Motors, you go in the room, you stay there, you can bring your boom box, your popcorn and everything you want to watch. Just be here for eight hours and go back home. You just can't do nobody else's job. And so I kept doing that month after month, week after week, year after year. I'm going like, man, I can't be doing this. I said, look, can I go somewhere? He said, where you want to go? Long as I said, well, I can work at my church woman. I said, no, I won't do that. But uh, I had somebody else working at the church in the sister in the jobs bank. <laughs> Praise God. Then I went downtown to the United Way. Worked down there eight years. Had my own office. Go and come and I get ready. Everybody in my office was saved. And then listen, God is my witness. Eight years. Sitting at a desk just like you, I answer the phone. I do something. But my point was this here. I did not have to change my check at General Motors. All that stayed the same. For eight more years, I would go to General Motors and pick my check up. That's the only reason I go to General Motors. For eight years. Then after a while, the man said, Earl, wait a minute. Did you know that you, because you've been in the job bank for eight years, you have now 25 years. You had 25. Now you got 30 years, senior. You can retire if you want to. I said, well, what can I do that? <laughs> uh. 
I retired from General Motors when I was 46 years old. 46 years old. You tell me how can you have 30 years of seniority, retire when you were 46, you had to work there when you started 16. They wouldn't let you in until you get 18. I'm showing you something. Now, I'm going to see you remember what I just told you. I gave you 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I mean chapter, uh, chapter 2. I'm sorry. Let's do Ephesians first. I gave you Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 8. By grace you say through faith. That not of yourself, it's the gift. Say grace is what? It's the gift of God. Then I gave you Romans 12 and 3. God has dealt to every man what? So what else God gave? He gave you the mail of faith. Let's get Ephesians 4, 7. See, I'm showing you what he gave you. Then I'm going to show you why he gave it to you, and then we're done. Here we go. On every one of us, I'm showing you what God gave you. On every one of us, it's given grace. But how are you going to get the grace? It's according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Well, what is the gift of Christ? That's what I'm trying to say. See, I keep telling you, but nobody knows what I'm talking about. Let me say it again. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. By grace you say through faith, through faith, through faith. It is the gift of God. What is through faith? It's the gift of God. Faith is the gift of God. What is the gift of God? All right. Romans 12, 3. God has dealt to every man the measure of what? Faith. What is faith? It's the gift of God. Say, God gave it to me. Say, it's free. Then I just gave Ephesians 4, 7. Put it back on the screen. It said, but under every one of us given grace, but it's according to the measure of the, the gift of God. It's according to the measure of the gift of God. Then I ask you the gift of Christ. I ask you what the gift of Christ is. It's faith. So I'm showing you God gave it to you. Most people in the church don't even know what they got. So how in the world are they going to use it? This church is based on faith. We preach Christ, that's how you get faith. So then faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You preach Christ, faith comes. Faith is revealed to you. But when God reveals it to you, you got to believe it. 1 Corinthians 12, we're closing. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Are you there? But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man. The manifestation of the Spirit. What is the manifestation of the Spirit? See, that's what I'm saying. You, you, if I change one word, you don't know what I'm talking about. Let me go back again. Ephesians chapter 2. You're going to get this. It's just, you just have to go a long way around. I know how it is. Because you change one word, you don't know what, what, what it is. You don't know faith is the manifestation of the Spirit. You don't know faith is the manifestation of the Spirit. Let me read it again. 1 Corinthians 12 and 7. Also, it's 2 Corinthians 4, 13. Go to that next. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man for what purpose? That word, with all that I told you, means it's for everyone. It's the, it's, 
is so you would have to gain for everyone. You can be able to help everybody. And the next word is with all is to bring us all together. So faith, the purpose of faith is to do what? Is to bring us all together. Because there's only one faith. So faith is a manifestation of the Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit is given free. So when the gospel of Christ is preached, you get faith. 2 Corinthians 4, 13, give me one more and I'm done. So you got to know what you have. You need to take these and go home and study and learn them. We have the same spirit of faith. The manifestation of the spirit is given to every man the prophet. We have the same spirit of faith. You got the same spirit of faith that I have. What are you doing with it? God got to stretch you. You got to come to a place so you can be, be, believe big. Romans 5, 17. I forgot where I'm going. Here it is. Here it is. For by one, Romans 5, 17. For by one man, offense, death reigned by one. Much more. Can I get some folks that said much more? Ah, oh, that ain't no much more. Much more they which receive. What did God want you to receive with your faith? Abundant grace. Why did he give you your faith? He gave you faith so you can receive abundant grace. Abundant grace and the gift of righteousness so you can reign in life. So you can reign. Do you realize what it means to reign? We, I've been thinking about it, but I didn't do it. I thought about changing the name out here on the street to do a faith. But then I thought about it. If I do that, God may want to build a bigger church. Then we'd be a name this church, this street, do a faith. So if he still wants to stay here, and, and, and you know, and whatever, look like we are with the school, so you're going to look for the out there one day. I'm going to meet with, the, meet with the mayor and the people, and we're going to change the name of the street out there, Door of Faith Christian Church. Because if you're going to stay, if you're going to stay, you might as well own the street. See, we already own the land in the front of the building. We own the land on the side of the building. We could buy the land around us and then take that street out and then... I don't know what God want to do, but I'm trying to tell you, you got to understand something. Your faith is so you can have abundant grace. My Bible tells me God's grace is sufficient for everything you need. God has given us his faith. It is to access his grace. Say God's faith, God's faith. is the access. access. God's grace. God's grace. There's, no limit of grace. There's no limit of grace. You have the faith. Come on, shall I have the faith to access, share the word, access me entrance. 
So there's no door shut. There's no door closed. Because you have the faith to access any grace you need. God give you faith to access the grace, but the amount of faith you have access the amount of grace. So you have small, what happens if people got small faith and they're trying to open big doors? Can't do it. That's why your faith got to be increased. That's why I'm here. My job is to build up your faith. Your job is to come get the work. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.